0: Welcome to the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the February 6th episode of the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Monday before Super Bowl 57 edition of the show. I am your host, Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, please do make sure you subscribe by hitting that subscribe button. John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. So according to my notes here, uh, I have not been in this booth uh, since January 23rd, Oh wow. which means that we have not recorded an episode together in a very, very long time. It's been a bit. It has been a while. So much has happened. Since the last time we spoke, Tom Brady has retired. Yep. He is now uh, no longer with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My team is currently without a quarterback. And I mean, you have uh, Trask, but... lots of, yeah. Well, okay. There's Trask. I don't know if he's the guy or not. Probably not. Uh, only after a fierce quarterback competition with a veteran and maybe another rookie. Would I consider Trask to be the guy to go with? But uh, there are some free agents out there that could be available.
1: You mean Derek Carr? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Okay. Not the trade form to get him. But... Yeah. I
0: mean, who
1: else is out Garoppolo's there? Garoppolo's
0: out there. I know you don't like Garoppolo, but I mean, he could be better than what you there. have there right now. Yeah, he's sure. out there. So, uh, and also Brady came, uh, I think today, it hit the news that uh, he and Fox have had conversations and he will be not in the booth this upcoming season, but mm-hmm. will join the following season. So probably just going to take a take a year off in transition from a player to a analyst, you think?
1: Uh well, I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like, but yep. I don't know if there's any door to unretiring at that point. No, when he he's not like unretiring. That. Are you he's sure done. about
0: that? Yeah, he's done. Well, would well, you leave a whole year he's done. out there because, if you weren't doing it? Because he he needs to have time to decompress from one life and get ready to look forward to the next. I mean, it's broadcasting. He's not. He's done. Are you sure? I think he's done, yeah. I mean... No, he's done. Th- there's no guarantee of that. He is Done, and, and done, 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 done. 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 Let's agree disagree on that one. Let's move on. So uh, the Pro Bowl is in the books, and uh, the new look Pro Bowl is in the books. And uh, that was a, you know, different experience. At least we all agreed going into it that it was just going to be a bunch of shenanigans and flag football. Yeah. Exactly. And, and rather than trying to pretend like we're going to actually play some sort of football game here in the middle of this whole thing right yeah. so everybody agrees about what we're going to get and then we got that and it was okay it was better than i thought it was going to be i thought the kind of football
1: fun. games were going to be worse than than uh than when they actually turned out to be yeah. it was kind of fun it was way better more energetic way more yeah, rather than we're
0: all complaining about how terrible how terrible the pro bowl is we can be like Oh, okay
1: like they need to renovate the games still. The games still need a ton of work. Give right? a bit I of feel time. like Give the games time. Give it some time. What That's they fine. need to get. They'll, they'll but get the flag forever. football games, there's three of them, all three of them were fun. I enjoyed personally watching them because at least they were playing. They they didn't have to worry about, you know, getting injured or yeah. whatever the case may be. They went out to play a little bit, had fun, you know, hung around the area or whatever. Um that was probably the best part of the whole thing was the the flag football games. Um, because it's no fun to watch people just kind of lightly touch each other as they kind of walk around the right. football field. They were actually full um, sprinting and making good throws and making plays, and it just kind of had a, a better feel to it. I think it was just kind of a nice change from what we're used to getting, which is not really anything that anyone wants to tune into. So maybe if they you know continue to fine tune the games themselves uh, and you know add the, you know the fly football games, put that all together, I think they could be something uh, that they could. You know, have just for fun or whatever. Um, I think they did, the, you know, what the, <laughs> I think this is exactly what they needed to do. I don't think you could keep running with the way you were doing it uh, with the full fledged football game, if you want to yeah. call it that. It wasn't really a football game. <laughs> no. See, <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was, you know, better than I was initially going into it. I was expecting the same old Pro Bowl. Um, uh, and then the games, see, yeah, I think you could say they were the same old Pro Bowl, but uh, the actual main piece of it, which is the, the game, um, was much better than I've than I've had seen in in many many years, um, just because they finally moved the format, which I'm surprised they actually ended up doing because I thought they were just going to keep rolling with it, rolling with it, rolling with it. Which means that the fans were clearly voicing opinion of we're not going to watch the Pro Bowl that you're putting together for us. You need to you need to change it up a little bit to get us to tune in. Um, I had to look at the the numbers. I don't know how many people tuned in to watch it, or how many people will tune in to watch it just because of the. Um, how bad it's been in the years past, and how little uh, people care about you know the the game. I feel like it's just kind of hard for them to like figure it out. I mean, the NBA All Star game has been pretty fun to watch. I think over the last couple of years, yeah. I and mean, the, the three point competition, the dunk competition, and then the All Star game, which are all just high powered scoring games, and just kind of doing it that way. The NFL just hasn't been able to figure out where it stands in all of that. But hey, I think it was a. Nice start. We'll see what they're able to do next in the next couple of years. But the reimagined Pro Bowl games, I think the fly football is probably the best part of it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we are getting really close to closing out the NFL season, and we'll turn our focus more toward the NBA basketball season. Uh, you wanted to uh, talk a little Pelicans basketball? Yeah. I what was you got? looking
1: through those. Okay. Um, the Pelicans are sitting in an interesting situation, kind of the bottom kind of in the play-in situation uh, as you kind of get ready for the playoffs to start next couple of months. But they, I think, have been, are one of the better teams uh, in the West. Um, I, after watching them the last couple of seasons, one thing that really stands out is their ability to mix and match rotations. They have rotations where it's just you know they're playing all of their big guys, all their you know centers they're all all centers, but they're all you know bigger guys and they also have the ability to rotate some small ball in there and when they put them all together, they got shooters they've got guys that can block shots and then they've got guys that are just ferocious on their <laughs> rebounds and when they all play together, they become you know these guys someone steals it another guy gets the um gets the steal and then they pass it forward they get the shot and it just kind of works like that they're very much they like to hound and you know surround different players to make sure they can't get anything going. And stop. And, you know they did a good job against the Lakers. Yeah, that game. I think it was yesterday where they played really well and they were able to stop the Lakers most of the time. When LeBron James or Anthony Davis had a whole head of steam and they were going to the rim, there's little they could do. You know without getting hurt or causing a foul. So that's one of the situations. But against the Kings, I think that was the best example of what I'm talking about. Where they they just did not let the Kings get anything going after you know midway second half uh, second quarter where they started taking control of that that basketball game. They lit up from three. They can't light it up from three. We saw in the Lakers game it was more scoring inside the paint through steals and just the harassment, or they can hit the threes and when they're even uh, in situations where they're really locked down and, and they can get things going. That's even without Zion being on the court, which operates into another whole whole area. So I think this team, uh, I've had the opinion over the last couple of seasons that they could be really good going to the playoffs. Uh, as a play you know, a sneaky team that can get into – uh, serious playoff contention if they can, you know, put everything together and avoid injuries. And injuries are part of basketball, they're part of sports, but it's about how you can deal with that and bounce back from it. Um, but I think as a whole, how they've been put together. They're not, you know, just all-stars. They're not, you know, like the Lakers have been trying to do where they're just trying to create a bunch of all-stars and put them together. They have a few really good players and then they've added some extra rookies in there. Last season, I think there's a there's a lot of news around the Pelicans about how many rookies they've been using and how well they've been playing and how much, you know, how much they're able to get out of them. That that's really where everything kind of came from. So I think that's kind of an interesting situation also to kind of look at um, as well as how young they are. So this can be a thing for a while and they can slide things in there but I think their ability in the rotation's not something that every team has because usually they've got you know the, the bigger guys the taller guys that they have in a rotation and then they got small ball they usually don't have a situation where they mix and match them all together there's usually one like if you look at the um 76ers or the nuggets like they've got that one guy and then everyone else is just kind of a little bit more small ball kind of coming off of that. But the Pelicans' ability to have all of that can help them, you know, win a lot of basketball games. I'm under the impression that in the next few years, if they can lock it up and, you know, play really well, I think they can be in the running for not maybe finals quite yet, but, you know, a, you know, pretty deep playoff run. So I think there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Pelicans fan uh, in the coming coming
0: years. All right, cool. anything else you want to hit on?
1: Yeah, the, the big news <clears> going on my throat there. Sorry about that. <laughs> The big news of uh Kyrie Irving hit it going to the oh, Mavs. That's right. That's, that's right. News. That's a big
0: trade. That's a big gigantic trade. That, Especially for the The Mavs were the already Mavs. pretty darn good, right? Well, I think the Mavs the problem with them
1: as we talked about on the podcast a while ago is that it's Luka and it's basically nobody else <laughs> on this basketball team. That's why he's able to get these 40 points, 50 points game consistently is because the guys they have around him are you know, mediocre, uh, and not the best, but like they're, they kind of just kind of struggle. And then adding a guy like Kyrie Irving onto that basketball team that can be a playmaker in the Mm -hmm. offense and let Luca, you know, and and these guys play the more defensive end can allow them to get into tighter games. I've seen that their playoff, uh, or their final championship. It was either championship or final hopes went from like 30 and one to like 14 to 1% chance that they'll get in there. So their, their chances are improving. And I think, you know, this team was in need of a superstar. Now, how long do they keep him? I just heard that the, the uh, Mavs kind of see him as a rental as opposed to a long-term solution. So maybe they'll use him this season, see how far they can get, and then decide what they want to do. Because I think he wants like a four-year deal. Uh, is what his hope is, uh, is what to get. And I think, and you've seen him with the Nets. Yeah, it's been injuries that has kind of kept them all off the court together. But when they're on the court together, when they have Kyrie Irving on the floor, he's able to generate a lot of offense for them and, and get things going. that's been what he's been able to do throughout his career. Uh, so I think this can also continue helping them. One of the other things I saw that the reason that they one of the other reasons why they did it, other than trying to generate offense, is uh, he also has had proven track record of an ability to um get superstars to the team that he's playing on so they're kind of hoping that he will be a beacon a little bit that will get more guys to the Mavericks to try to improve their playoff chances even further so I think that's going to be an interesting situation we'll see you know I don't know if he'll play their first game when he after the trade if he'll be there we've seen in the NFL a lot of the players do that after right after their trade they come in and play and it's a quick turnaround time maybe it's a little bit easier in basketball but I think once he's on the court we could see this uh, Mavericks team be, uh, be a little bit more of musty TV a little bit with their with Luka and and Irving on the on the court together and being able to play together I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Cool.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, well that's kind of a, a short one. I mean, it's Super Bowl week as well, though. Super Bowl week. That's going to be fun. Do you have a prediction for that by the way? Uh, do I have a prediction? I I don't think that I have enough knowledge not yet. To be dropping a prediction. I know Ravens. I, 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 I have a. I have a preference. You have preference. Eagles. I have a preference. The Eagles. Or actually, sorry, I shouldn't say I have a preference. It's not right. I. I guess I do have a prediction. Huh? I guess I do. I guess that's a, that's what you would call it. <laughs> uh, Kansas City's going to win that game. I don't think that Philadelphia is going to win. I don't think that Philadelphia has enough experience. I think that Kansas City has been to the Super Bowl. They, um they you know i think that has value and meaning and i think that uh philadelphia will get overwhelmed
1: that's what i think a lot of people's opinion of okay you know what's gonna happen there uh i i haven't given my prediction yet. i'll we'll probably wait till friday but i've broken down the game uh i think last week i think if you kind of look at it this game uh on both sides the Philadelphia Eagles make their living off of running, whether that's RPOs through Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders or Boston Scott. Like they, that's where they make their money. They can run the ball, and then they use AJ Brown to try to generate something through the air, right? The defense, the cornerbacks, the safeties, they can handle AJ Brown if you're the Chiefs. Or, uh, I, I get it against the Bengals. T. Higgins had his way a little bit with those. balls is what he calls them, but they're really 50-50 balls. Uh, And they were able to march down the field. But over the vast majority of that game, the cornerbacks that were banged up for the Chiefs, who I think they lost their star cornerback, their star safety, Patrick Mahomes banged up, their top three wide receivers, and they still found a way to beat the Bengals, um, are now going to not have any of those issues. When Patrick Mahomes steps onto that football field, they'll be two weeks removed from the game against the Bengals. Uh, and probably won't have any of the injuries that he's had as far as his ankle's concerned. So that won't be an issue, or at least not as much an issue. He should be able to use his BL step into throws a little bit more and not have the same issues. And I believe that they can, with Frank Clark and uh, Chris Jones, I think they can definitely dominate in the trenches and really severely injure Jalen Hurts' chances of moving outside the pocket and and have any chance to move on. What they're going to have to do to beat this team is take a lot of time off the clock Mm -hmm. uh, every drive, and they're going to have to find a way to move the ball without having it to touch Jalen uh, Hurts' his hands as far as through the running game. Um, because if they rely on that, because in that 49ers game, even though they won that game, they've only had to move down the field like twice. Right? The full length of the field. Everything else was just defense creating turnovers, which led to great field position, which led to touchdowns consistently play after play after play. Um, if you look at, you know, that full game, I mean, the Jaylen, uh, the defense... Really needs to get to Patrick Mahomes. They need to get to him, blitz him, get after him. Now, if they were in a situation where uh, the, if the, the Bengals, if it was the Philadelphia playing an injured Patrick Mahomes, right? If he was more uh, unable to move around the pocket and looked a little bit limp back there, I think they would be able to get to him and actually make his life a little bit miserable back there. But now, since he's actually able to move, in my opinion, he'll be able to move a little bit just based off how he looked in the Bengals game, and with the offensive line that they already have, I think it's going to be hard for them to get pressure. So they're not going to be able to get it that way. So it's really going to put a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts. I don't know how much he's going to be able to shoulder that because he, he's new in his career. He just now is starting out. He's getting on the right trajectory in the right angle as far as getting a really good career going for himself. But they can't let it just ride right on the shoulder of Jalen Hurts running the football, running the football, running the football. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, these guys have to be – Involved in the passing game. They have to make good completions. They got to make clean completions. They can't let it drop. And A.J. Brown needs to make completion after completion after completion after completion because this offense over time has had really good games and really hard games as far as the passing game is concerned, what Jalen Brown had to do – or um, – um, Hurts had to do a lot of the work for himself, and, and A.J. Brown can't drop a lot of passes. We've seen him have routine passes that he just dropped, so they're going to have to be able to get a lot of throwing going, which is going to loosen up some uh, holes for Jalen Hurts to be able to run the football, but it cannot start that way. It's got to start there if they want to have a
0: chance to win this football game. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So, All right, we got an episode on Wednesday. Is that happening? Yeah, and then Friday and then Super Bowl. All right, cool. Let's catch you on Wednesday. Thanks, listeners. We appreciate you. See you. Talk soon. See you. God bless.